Welcome back to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast with Tolu Talks and Arnold Reasons. All right, episode number ninety-three. It's the final countdown. We are literally closing down on that hundred, bro. Yeah, not to the end of the podcast, but just to the hundred. <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're not locking it off. We're not locking it off. What is it? Have you seen on Wolf of Wall Street? He's like, I ain't going home. Obviously, he says it in more. More, expl- more expressive, like yeah. <laughs> I've never actually seen Wolf of Wall Street to be fair. I've just I haven't either, meme. but I read the book before it came out. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. So it, it was. I think this was when I was in uni, and mm. before the whole film came out, it was one of the books that came up in the investment kind of community that I was going oh, really? to stuff. And so, so yes, yeah, so I was reading loads of books. Wolf of Wall Street was one of them. The Wolf and of Bournemouth that book, out here. Man, Bro, that book was just wild. So I've because I read the book, I yeah. never watched the film because right, the right, book right. was wild enough as it was for me. I see. I see. I've heard about the wildness, which is why I've never watched the film. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Part of me wishes that sometimes they made movies like that with like a censored version. So that, like they really <laughs> enjoy storylines without having to pollute my soul with nudity and crassness, please. <laughs> Maybe that's a business idea. Take uh, X-rated movies and turn them into censored, censored ones for people <laughs> with sensitive eyes and ears like me. Uh, but I hear you. So there's been a few verses that have been on my mind this week. Okay. And I thought it would be good to maybe just talk through it and unpack it a little bit. But it's from when the Savior was teaching the disciples how to pray. Hmm. Um, and the reference that I'm pulling from is Matthew 6 from verse 10 okay. and it says your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven hmm. your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and so kind of as it's been in my thoughts one of the questions that is prompted which I thought would be a good one to start with is what does that mean and what does that look like for his kingdom to come his will to be done on Mm. earth as it is in heaven Mm. what are your thoughts on that bro um I think that something to note in this is that that means that what we see here on earth isn't God's kingdom coming isn't God's will mm. being done necessarily um, mm-hmm. because I know there's there's the question that people have you know like if God is real then why is there so much suffering in the world if God is real then why does evil happen and that kind of thing yeah and I think for me that makes it quite clear that look God can be very real but his will might not be done on this earth mm. um, and I think that you know God gave dominion to Adam and Eve who then gave dominion to the devil. And, you know, Jesus has given us back dominion in so many ways, but we still have to enforce that dominion. We still have to enforce that authority. We still have to, you know, speak that we want God's will to be done for that Mm. to really be something that happens because Jesus isn't going to tell us to pray this kind of thing if it has no impact, if it's not necessary. Mm. So me it's like this is a necessary thing that we need to invite the will of god into this world into our lives into situations Mm. 
because for me it's almost like it doesn't happen by default mm. you know we, we live in a broken world where probably majority of people are not they're not saved they're not following the way they're not discipled so mm. that is the default almost the default is the heart of man is wicked the heart of man is deceitful mm. so if we want something different we we have to be intentional we have to invite that in it doesn't just happen mm. which is why for me also we see scriptures around the renewal of our minds we see scriptures around you know how we have to be repentant how we have to walk out our salvation all of those kind of things it's like take thoughts captive exactly exactly because it means that that's not the default yeah for real for real. i think that's such a good starting point as well because even just acknowledging that life as we know it and life mm. as we see it mm. does not by default reflect his way mm. like that is such an important starting point because mm. it changes how we look at even just some of the stuff that we might accept on a day-to-day basis right um what do you mean because like take sickness as an example right mm. if if i don't have the view that or if my view is that the world is the way it is because that's the way that he's designed it to be Mm. and that is a reflection of his will Mm. then i'm not going to pray against things like sickness against things like um dysfunctional thinking against things like all of the the different things that we know yeah like the the big and the seemingly small as well Mm. and i think like being able to to just have that perspective across the board mm. in the big and in the small is what gives us the opportunity to be invited in to really experience the abundant life which we talk about from time to time here <laughs> i i think it's so true right because when i watch my dad yeah bro yeah if my dad coughs yeah he looks personally affronted yeah and he tells it to get off him right he he looks insulted he's like how dare you even touch my body to make me cough mm. and he's like get mm. off me in the name of jesus i'm like watching him like rah <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone has has like slapped his wife he's like he's not having mm. it you know mm. and it's like we're so we tolerate some of these things so much 100 do you know what i mean like when you start having a headache or you're like oh it must be that time of year or oh it must be yeah it's like that has no place sometimes i feel like the devil's just trying it and if we allow it then it lands and it stays yeah yeah. and it's like nah nah why am i even allowing this to be present in my body Mm. you know because you never hear about jesus getting sick not Mm. not ever Mm. why he knew something that we didn't <laughs> I think he knew many things. Or maybe that we he didn't. had, he had, he yeah, he had, a, he knew a whole lot of stuff that we didn't. He um, yeah, he had, he had revelation in it, like, exactly. and full revelation at that as well. Hmm. Um, and I guess again, that's what he invites us into. And it's funny as well because even on the sickness point, like we were kind of talking about the other day last week, how this hmm. sudden set of symptoms just came on me. And mm. then it left as suddenly as it came. Mm. Um, and even when I think about an experience like that, 
again this is not me giving you cut and paste stories or whatever but i'm just talking about my experience in this situation Mm. the thing came we prayed that thing was gone quick right Mm. um with a few lingering symptoms that have pretty much cleared up now Mm. and so it just takes me back to that whole thing of perspective of Mm. being confident about what is his way Mm. what is reflective of his kingdom and it's yeah man it just i think it goes so much further and wider than than we allow it because if you think about just the example of sickness as one thing right that is an area where what we've had over the last couple of years covid which has Mm. been the big thing right Mm. the the whole world and every media outlet has been a part of <laughs> i guess the exalting the presentation the name of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the presentation exalting and the presentation and almost like the I, I can't call it anything other than an agenda to raise the name of covid in a sense to raise the perspective of it to almost normalize what we expect of it and i'm not saying that to knock some of the the important and good things that have obviously come through that time around that whole element of covid however like i think there's a difference between saying hi these are the symptoms and these are the kind of signs that you may be experiencing it versus the the hyper kind of focus and the fear and then the over exertion that Mm. came of it right because what that then does is it reinforces like mindsets which i've literally seen in conversations Mm. like where you can see fear gripping Mm. the hearts of people Mm. like you can literally see how as a result of this lifting up of what Mm. covid is and stuff like that Mm. that it's almost like even some of the simple things in the day-to-day lives that people have i remember like one of um, Nash's previous colleagues that she told me about who was literally paralyzed to the point where she didn't want to leave her house. Oh. Right? And and I think about examples like that, which imagine how different things could be and how different your experience could be if, it, if you started with a perspective that his kingdom hmm. and his will and his way is not being expressed fully in earth as it ought to be even in the area of covid and and i think that it comes back to what what you believe has power yeah because i feel like covid was painted as something that was so strong so dangerous so powerful that like no medicine can defeat it it was the end it was just like yeah yeah it was like this is possibly that like that's what it was like this is almost like the end of the world but it's like as christians whose power do we believe in do we believe Mm. in the power of god that can raise jesus christ from the dead that actually Mm. dwells within us or do we Mm. believe in what we've been told about this disease Mm. you know because bro one thing i've realized right is that i don't leave my house and come back of my own protection of my own accord it's not because i'm mm-hmm. a good driver it's not because of anything like that because bro sometimes yeah when i'm driving to london and back some of the things i see people do is like you are mad yeah and 
I can't even react or respond to some of those things in time in my natural self. We don't yeah. actually know what's in the food that we eat on a day-to-day -day basis. We don't know what's in the air that we breathe. We don't know what's in the water. Yeah. We just trust all of these things. Yeah. So it's like the same God that's been protecting me for all these years that I've not even, I would love honestly to get to heaven and see all the times where like, actually I You drank poison without knowing it. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I didn't know that actually there was something in this or, you know, someone was actually out there who was about to do something silly, but I was actually protected. Okay, I feel like yeah. this, yeah, bro, there's so much in our lives that we don't know about. So why mm. would COVID be any different? Mm. Why would COVID be any different? Because even like mm. my wife, she has COVID at the moment. And we were even trying to figure out like, where did it even come from? And when you look back over it, you can't even tell mm. where this thing, where, where did you interact with someone? Because it could have been like, she was on the train for like four hours next to some random guy. It could have been then, could have been the mm. next day when we were at the, like there were so many opportunities. And we don't think about these things yeah. until after, but we're just going through life and God is yeah, protecting yeah, yeah. us everywhere. And for me, that's the power that I need to believe more in is that there is mm. power in God who can save me, who can guide me, who can protect me, mm. you know, who can heal me from all of these things. So there's nothing to fear because the thing, uh, the thing I've seen as well with COVID is that the people who were the most afraid of it, they had it the mm. worst. So when they mm. got COVID, they had it the absolute worst, like in hospital, on ventilators, but it's like mm. the fear, it's a spiritual thing. It opens you up. Yeah. It gives permission for this thing to like rampage your absolute body. Mm. I hear that, man. And it's been interesting because even when I've been like, even like when I've been messaging people about like my wife, because this is the thing, right? Is that for me, I'm not, you know, she's not in a different room. Like I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. But you ain't even I, trying to let that separate you. Well, what? he has put together. <laughs> no man put aside that. No man, no nothing. Because also, like, even with the incubation periods and stuff, like, bruv, if she's got it, I've already been very exposed. So, <laughs> what is the <laughs> what's the point of banishing one person to another room? But I also understand that even with people at work and stuff like that, I don't want to put them in an uncomfortable position if they are, mm. if they feel differently about it. So I haven't been going into the office. And I've mm. been messaging people to tell them why I'm not in the office. And even as I'm typing COVID, it's like there's a challenge on the inside of me about typing it. Do I even put a capital C, for example? Like just <laughs> random minor things. I'm like, why is this even a thing? It's like, for me, I, I don't want to there's be giving all this respect. Little C COVID, bro. <laughs> little C, no big C. No big C. It's a C vid. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. The little C vid. So it's just even with that i felt like i was being challenged on like how how much power am i actually going to give this thing do you see what mm. i mean like and it is always this battle of what is wisdom in quotes versus what is faith in quotes because there have been people who have you know done wild things in the name of faith and it's not been wisdom but it's like what is <laughs> what is what is god ministering to me about wisdom for this situation um mm. because it's not always gonna, it's, it's not always going to be the same you know so yeah, it's it's definitely a very interesting one in terms of the kingdom of God coming because I I look at some areas of my life and I'm like, I know that that is not the full manifestation of God's kingdom in my life. Mm. I know that it's not, you know, and actually, do I believe that prayer? Am I really inviting that into my life? Because what does that look like? 100%. You know, what is the kingdom of God being present in my life 
fully? What does that look like? But like your kingdom come, mm. just that statement alone mm. is packed because mm. it implies there is a king. Yes. And if there is a king, the king leads and the king rules. Yeah. And the king determines what what direction things ought to go and ought not to go. Mm. Right? And and that in itself is already a challenge on us. Because yeah. we don't always want to do most of the time by default mm. what what the king is calling us to do no and and again in in not having this almost as like a default perspective then also by default if we're not following the king and his way then we're actively opposed against it 100% 100% and I think it, it does come down to do we actually know because it even says like you know my people perish for lack of knowledge mm. and if we if we don't really fully know you know I'll, is that why we don't go with it is that why we don't because I I firmly believe that if we really be, if we really knew and if we really believed these things our lives would be very different because the kingdom of God is the best way to live life. Mm. So if I'm not choosing the best way to live life, why am I not mm. choosing it? That either means I don't know or I don't believe. Because it's like, why would you not choose the best? It is the best. So I think, I don't know. I think there might be a third, bro. And I think it might be more that we don't want to believe. But why? Because why would we not want to believe? We're deceived there by ourselves. And mm. by potential other external influences, that mm. our way is better. It's the better way. Because right. bro, our way is not yeah. the better way. <laughs> it's not it's the not. better way. It's not. It's not. Because when, when you actually think like, I, and I've, I, listen, I've reverse engineered bad decisions many a time. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> and, and, and one of the things that I know is a common denominator in all of them is that like, when I'm actively doing it, in that moment, whatever that thing may be, it's like, I'm not coming from a viewpoint where I'm like, this is not great. Like something mm. within you believes, even if it's momentarily, that this is going to lead to a good outcome. And I think it's even if it's momentary thinking versus long-term thinking. 100%. Right? Because yeah. it's like, I w and that is the thing, like I want this short-term pleasure more than I want the long-term goodness. That's what it comes yeah. down to. Because you know, um, you know Ron Canoli, right? You know, oh, there's yeah. that song, um, Righteousness, Peace, Joy <laughs> yeah, in yeah, the yeah, Holy yeah, Ghost. Yeah. Righteousness, Peace, and Joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom <laughs> of God. <laughs> Don't you want it? <laughs> part of the, it sounds like something from Little Mermaid or something <laughs> with the like, the reggae. But it's like, when you think about righteousness, peace, and joy, right? Mm. Righteousness is one of those words that has very heavy connotations, right? Mm -hmm. And some of the sins that we do, they're not righteous, but in that moment, you want that thing more than you want righteousness. When mm. you think about peace, when someone is irking you, you don't want peace in that moment. You want smoke in that moment. You want you destruction and death. Exactly, fire from heaven to fall in that moment. You don't want peace over that. You want vengeance, you want justice. You don't want peace mm. you know and joy 
It says about the joy of the Lord is our strength. And sometimes it genuinely feels like in this world, people like to be a victim. People like to mm. be weaker and say, well, this happened to me and this is what is making me sad. This happens to mm. me because that, that steals your joy, which steals your strength, which puts you in a helpless position. But for some reason, you know, like when people are like, hey, how are you doing? You're like, I'm so busy, man. It's like, mm. <laughs> why? You know, why am I receiving that? Why am I speaking that over myself? Why am I becoming that? Right? But it's like that thing of it's good to be busy. It's like it's good when stuff is hard. It's good when stuff is tough. But it's kind of like that's not that's I don't feel like that's a victorious way to live your life. Hmm. What what do you think is a more victorious way of living it? I think when I when I see in the word about what trials it says count and we talked about this the other day right count it all joy yeah, did we not do an episode on it we did we did an episode on this right or did count we close out joy. after we were supposed to close out yeah that was the mini <laughs> the mini episode I don't think the listeners heard it though <laughs> but yeah no it hasn't come out yet I think that's this Sunday but, you know whatever Sunday was in relation to when this comes out not this Sunday yeah um, but I think it says that we're to count it all joy. And I think it's interesting yeah. because it's counter all joy because joy is strength. So when you are going through trials, we are meant to be joyful. We're meant mm. to be joyful because that brings the strength to make it through the trial. And I think that that's, mm. that's how we're meant to be when things are tough, when things are hard. We're meant to see the opportunity. We're meant to see the end state because it says, for the, joy, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, right? Mm. So for what he knew was on the other side, that's what kept him. That's what strengthened him. That's what drove him forward to endure the cross. So it's the same thing. When we're in trials, what is the joy that is set before us? What are we becoming because of that? And on the other side of it, who are we going to be? And it does keep coming back to the short-term versus the long-term perspective because even again, looking at these verses, your kingdom come, yeah. your will be done on earth as it is in heaven it's like mm. you're speaking to an expectation and a desire for something that we know is going to be fully manifested on the other side of eternity to come into mm. the present day as well now yeah and again like the example you're speaking of for the joy that was set before him it caused an endurance and stuff so it's like his having that almost joyful and continual pursuit of his kingdom and his way even in the present mm. day even when it doesn't mm. feel like it's the thing that you really want to do mm. is something that we can do when we have that longer term perspective because the mm. truth of the matter is like if we really do believe everything that we say about the other side of eternity mm. then it only makes sense to begin the conditioning and the preparation now. in the here and now because that's where yeah. we're going and yeah. that's going to be never ending but it starts with that long-term perspective. Mm. I really, I really do think that's that's a big part. Of it. What do we believe about the future? Yeah, and is that stronger than what we desire right now? Because mm. I, I think sometimes it's not. It's just not, mm. and that maybe means that we don't have a proper perspective of the future. Mm. And in this case of eternity, like we don't. For real. And I think that even just reminds me of the forgetfulness that we see of the the Israelites. 
throughout the Old Testament and how at different times, different things were instructed to them to do, to set up this almost as a memorial, to do this as a memorial, to continuously repeat, do it. Like there were certain actions and physical symbols set up and put in place Mm. to continuously keep it in their remembrance and even us to this present day we're supposed to have stuff like that too right Mm. things like the um the breaking of the bread yeah right communion is supposed to be something almost like that we'd one that we do regularly and two that is Mm. supposed to almost keep eternity in mind mind. and where things are going in mind and so i guess in speaking about all of these things it's just got me thinking like what are the things that what are the things that we need to do more of what are the things that we need to maybe set up physically or non-physically like that are going to help to keep these things in our remembrance and I think the thing is with, with physical things sometimes is that if something is around so much you almost you almost don't engage with it it's just kind of there so like I wear like a cross necklace but do I look at it every single day and do I engage with it like that every single day? No. You know, there are some times when I'll look at it and I'll remember and I'm like, like, oh yeah, like I wear this for a reason. But I think it's not just about having the the physical things there. It's also about being really intentional, intentional about engaging with those things on a regular basis. So, you know, sometimes it talks about, you know, talk about these things with your children, you know, day and night. It's like, we need to engage with these things on a regular basis. We need to be mindful of these things and not just be mindful of earthly things that sometimes seem more pressing, but actually they mm. don't. They don't hold that eternal value. Mm. What do you think? No, I agree. I agree. Um, because th- this is the thing about symbols shadows reminders and all of those kind of things is that they can very easily one way or another become distractions or Mm. become empty and meaningless because the power is not in them right yeah Mm. um but the association that we have with them is the mindset it's the mindset that's the most important thing um because like there are plenty of world religions that have a bunch of symbols signs rituals and routines that are followed ourselves included as well by the way that like that are very empty and dead like and we can sometimes hold on to those things so almost dearly yeah but hold on to the perspective we're supposed to have the surrender the 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 mindset of being a disciple and a follower so loosely in Mm. comparison Mm. and so I think it's about having the right mindset and perspective first and then allowing those other things the the routines the rituals no rituals are bad the um the symbols the signs and all of those kind of because rituals rituals aren't actually bad set up to to help it that's the thing like rituals and routine it's not actually a bad thing but it's when that becomes the well (laughs) it's like most things right like if if, if, if too much is put on the ritual and the routine because even when you think about um, when the priest was going to 
go and do the sacrifices and things like that. They had rituals yeah. and they had routines that they were commanded to do. Yeah, absolutely. So if God is commanding them to do it, it can't be a bad thing. Well, baptism you know, but is a ritual. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. So. But it has its proper place and its proper position. Yeah. You know? It's like, what power do you give that? Mm. That's the thing. I found the, the verse that the Ron Canoli vo uh, voice, the, the Ron Canoli song is based on. It's oh, Romans yeah. 14, 17. And it says, well, from verse 16. Therefore, do not let your good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. Hmm. So it's very interesting, very, very interesting about how important, you know, if we talk about let the kingdom of God come, like that's part of what that looks like, like is in our lives is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So mm. if, if these things are not present in our life or are lacking, then is the kingdom of God being really expressed in our lives? And what are the adjustments that we need to make? to allow for that to be fully expressed in our lives. It all comes back to surrender, bro. 100%. <laughs> like, 100%. And, and tapping out and accepting that his way is better than ours. Because mm. even just righteousness, like mm. as the starting point of what you just mentioned, like doing what is right by his perspective, mm. being doing what is right in his sight, hitting the mark rather than missing it in any given area definitely thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast we'd love to hear your thoughts your feelings um, hit us up at info at reason to behold .com, and we will catch you on the next episode careful those feelings might get rebuked sorry <laughs> 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 oh, wow this is a safe space. Please share your feelings. And if I'm they are rebuked, they're rebuked well. in love and <laughs> kindness and mercy and gentleness. Wounds of a friend. We did a podcast on that. We did. <laughs> <laughs> I know what we did about it. is <laughs> in the right place. Do you I'm want to do another episode? Is that, is, that what, is that what's happening right now? I think I think that might be another episode, but not for tonight, though, bro. Okay. I'm feeling tired. Oh, <laughs> do, do we need to rebuke those feelings? I'll let you and decide. Let the weak say I am strong, is what I'll say to you, bro. <laughs> All I said is what I was feeling. I didn't say what I am, bro. Anyway, we'll catch you on the next episode. Choice words. <laughs> <laughs> You say, I am Peace. feeling tired. Peace. Say again. I thought you said, I am feeling tired. Yeah, I am feeling tired. But you still said what I am. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's still there, mate. I am feeling tired, but I am strong. Amen. <laughs> if the podcast hasn't been ended, peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>